BAM Radio Network. In past years, I would have said that it's never a bad idea to make sure you're doing things, especially in your support services area, as efficiently as you can. However, with the current economic environment, there is no area that's off the table. Hello, and welcome to ASBO Radio. I'm John Musso. Chuck, I'd like to thank you for being here and also like to congratulate you for having one of the largest attended sessions at our annual meeting in Seattle this year. Well, thanks so much, John. Uh, it was at 8 a.m. on Sunday, but I, uh, I suppose the people came out. Chuck, as public school systems feel the impact of all the budget shortfalls since 2008, it, it seems like uh, we're looking for uh, cuts anywhere in the budget. Uh, school business officials are digging deeper uh, to evaluate operating costs and, and, and looking for efficiencies uh, at the same time. So before we look at some examples of cost-cutting techniques, what would you say are some important considerations that uh, school business officials need to take, as well as other administrators, to enable ongoing operations of school programs as we look at certain cuts? Uh, of course, you know, under the current economic climate, most states are finding themselves on the short end of the stick when it comes to annual or even uh, biennial budgets in terms of uh, school funding. And so a couple of things are important. Uh, Current considerations related to that have to do with uh, evaluating service cuts in support areas, certain types of uh, financial exigency, which in some states are allowed to give schools the opportunity to make the cuts, especially with teachers, uh, when they may otherwise be protected. We've also seen uh, considerations pertaining to retirement stipends, uh, especially for unused sick leave. And many of the schools are adjusting their staffing formulas to conform more in line with their funding that they are currently given. And then uh, what we're seeing consideration-wise is uh, generally a reduction of campus administrative staffing and a reduction in supplemental programs. Hopefully all of those before you actually have to start uh, cutting teachers, but we're seeing many districts around the country having to cut teachers as well just to be able to fund the programs. How can a school business official begin the process of cost evaluation that includes identification of those related service level changes for constituents? Well, the first first and foremost, I think it now more than ever, uh, school business officials need to be in tune with the components uh, of their budgets. They need to be able to look into their budgeting and, and financial information to evaluate current programs. Unfortunately, the campus uh, locations are, are where the large amount of dollars are for this purpose. And so, Uh, In many cases, the campus budgets are being cut and teachers and uh, campus support personnel are also being cut. But then again, it's always good to look into your support costs, the transportation, the maintenance, the operations to uh, make sure you're being as efficient as you uh, can. And then as you're going through this process, what we found, uh, our firm has done the consulting projects with some of the larger districts uh, in this area and around the state of Texas. But we generally try to uh, give uh, school business officials and governing bodies certain types of options that in some cases affect service levels. And so we're, we're finding sometimes that uh, dis- schools 
public school districts are making cuts that will affect service levels, even though they may not be overly popular amongst the constituency. And then one other thing we're seeing more and more of is an outsourcing alternative, especially for support costs such as transportation, food service, and uh, custodial activities. I know I've had a lot of media calls about school districts charging transportation and taking it away and completely outsourcing that, that type of thing. So what would you say you're seeing as most popular types of service or types of reductions that are occurring in the field? Uh, In terms of service cuts, what we're seeing is going back to the basic statutory minimums as far as student uh, transportation is concerned under allowable minimums. A good example of that is uh, in this state, Texas, you uh, are not responsible for student transportation within a two-mile radius of the campus. Many districts uh, had always uh, transported all students, regardless of the distance uh, from those schools. And so we're seeing that. And then we're also seeing things like paying, as you mentioned, allowing parents to pay uh, for the transportation or uh, actually having a standard charge for transportation, notwithstanding the location of the student. The outsourcing alternative is probably similar to keeping it inside the districts, uh, but you may have uh, less exposure and less need to actually employ personnel. This would be outsourcing transportation to a company that, that would be able to provide the same type of service. And then in some of the larger districts, we're actually seeing RFPs for supplemental transportation services that may provide a more cost-effective method for after-school activities and athletic events than using internal resource of the district. Can you give us some uh, examples of types of cuts that have worked, as well as types of cuts that you would advise our listeners to stay away from? Well, in past years, I would have said that it's never a bad idea to make sure you're doing things, especially in your support services area, as efficiently as you can. However, with the current economic environment, there is no area that's off the table. We suggest initially that you look at or that school business officials take a hard look at uh, plant services, the overall facility management and use and energy management activities going on to see if there's any potential for savings. Business operations, although most of the time that's one of the first areas looked at in terms of too much administrative cost, but I think the organization and staffing and the budgeting and related control processes uh, certainly need to be reviewed and reviewed in the context of prioritizing necessary activities and and making sure that the the staffing is right uh, for that process. Technology services is another area with short and long-term technology planning and revenue analysis, even from providing technology services to like entities or others within the community. And if the school district has their own police department, uh, certainly the security aspect uh, is important, as well as transportation that we've discussed, and just generally administrative support through the district organization staff and management plan. Uh, Recently, for 2010-11 especially, and I'll I'll just even say 2011-12, CyFair gave examples at the uh, sessions to uh, reduce health plan contributions, both at the district, uh, primarily uh, the district contribution, 
primarily by lower cost plans, higher deductible plans, and or higher contributions individually by employees. They've changed the way they have analyzed statutory class size student-teacher ratios in the kindergarten through fourth level. Those are some examples of the more recent budget reductions. But I, I do recommend that school business officials take advantage of looking into uh, their website at www.cfisd.net to to get these ideas. And I, I think the uh, school business officials at that district would be happy to discuss those with folks that have more interest. As we look at the future, and, and uh, unfortunately it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon, what would you say are the future implications of continued inadequate funding of public schools across the country as we look at these types of reductions? Well, uh, it, it's hard to say. Uh, since Texas is a border state, I'll talk in terms of that, but that would be true uh, reasonably uh, through the South, uh, or especially from Texas, Arizona, California, where we're having the influx uh, of the immigration. And the Hispanic totals demographically are the ones that are causing most of the growth in the school populations these days. And it's more expensive to deal with certain student demographic groups because of pre-existing conditions, uh, lack of adequate uh, parental resource, or related types of things. And whether we like to admit it or not, the current young people that are in our public schools are our future. And so I really worry about a sustained funding cut in the public schools uh, around the country, to be honest, because I it could have a bad impact, so to speak, on our future wage earners, uh, certainly being able to take our baby boomers through retirement here in this country. That's certainly speculation. And uh, I'm hopeful that when uh, the economy will come back uh, within a reasonable time period and that we can move back toward funding public schools to the point where the individual district administrators, teachers, and parents can have the kind of programs they want. Chuck, I want to thank you for being with us today. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, listeners, if you would like to uh, listen to the entire work session that uh, Chuck gave, you can do that at ASBO's website, www.asbointl.org, and go to our live learning center. You've been listening to ASBO Radio. I'm John Musso. Thank you for listening. This program is produced by Jack Street Media as part of the Affiliate Nanocasting Network. Thanks for listening.